Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right. Welcome back to another edition of Diamonds in the Rough. It is November 11th. We are fired up to be here. Boys, we're ready to rock and roll. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a cool interview on the horizon. So uh, let's get into it. You're listening to the Diamonds in the Rough podcast. Powered by Prospects Live. So let's get right into it. First things first, congratulations to Nicholas Schnell, future dad. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. I was a little nervous when I first found out, but. Yep, I'm having a baby. We went to the ultrasound. Uh, what was it? Well, this is coming out Thursday, so we went on Tuesday uh, for the the gender scan. Don't know how that affects it. Well, I was just I was gonna say we went yesterday because gotcha. we recorded gotcha. this on Wednesday, but um, yeah, so went on Tuesday, and um, so we don't know. We're doing a reveal of some sort. So one of Carly's friends came over and picked up the envelope. So we still have no idea. But my uh, brother is five weeks ahead of us, and they have or they found out they're having a boy. So ah, uh, your your inner conscience said they were gonna have a girl. I know. So maybe we're <laughs> having the girl. I don't know. I know you're talking yesterday. You said Carly was out of the house, and and you were trying to sneak a peek. Did yeah, I was, no, I didn't get one. I, I thought, you know what, this this will bring more grief to me than anything else. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be patient and wait. So that shows some serious integrity there. Oh yeah, I mean, do you expect anything less from me? So I mean, have you started like prepping for it? Do y'all have started to make the room or what? Uh, I'm in the room right now. That will be the room that the baby stays in we have not started any preparations but you know we've been throwing around some names here and there girls and boys but um other than that not much i got a little app that i can follow the pregnancy on the phone so you can see how big it is and everything so i think it's the size of a pair this week which is pretty cool but yeah we we got a video of it too and it's got a nasty he or she has a nasty right hook it did. We got a video of the ultrasound. <laughs> I sent it to Cole. Nasty right hook. It did have a nasty right hook. Uh, are you scared it's going to be right-handed? Uh, I mean, I'm right-handed. I just hit That's lefty. True. I do everything That's right-handed. True. So, are you if it's a if it's a boy, are you going to force him to hit left-handed? I'm going to let my child do whatever he wants to do. If he doesn't want to play baseball, he doesn't have to play baseball. But if he wants to and 
I'll probably do whatever's natural, honestly. I'm not going to – because my dad said when I uh, when I first picked up a bat, I just picked it up lefty. Like, you never put it in my hand left-handed or anything. I just started yeah. swinging it left-handed. So, um, I just feel like whatever's natural to somebody is what they should do. If you start trying to – I guess when you start them from a young age, it's different because it just yeah. becomes their natural side. But Yeah, I definitely, I definitely wouldn't force a throwing hand one way or another, but I think swinging – I would just turn them lefty to start. Yeah, yeah. So like anytime they're hitting – anytime they got a little plastic bat and ball or something, just flip them left-handed, let it rip. Oh, yeah. I, I'm kind of hope he's the lefty, though. Can you get a little lefty shooter? That would be nasty. Yeah, he's nasty. <laughs> he won't miss from the three-point line. He'll be the greatest shooter of all time. Uh, speaking of basketball, did, did the Illini show out yesterday? So, the, the Illini, they played well. They, uh, they were missing their – three main ball handlers and Kofi. So Kofi got suspended for three games for giving uh, some of his merchandise uh, from the season to a charity. So I don't know how he got, he got, he got three games and then Mark few got one game for getting a DUI. So NCAA got that one. Right. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to NCAA for always being on top of stuff like this, man. They they run a tight ship. Yeah, but they they won seventy one like forty seven, so they still they had a good game. They played Jackson State, so that's what you got to do when you play teams like that. That's not a cover. No, they they did not cover. It was they were four points away with about four minutes to go, and they put in the the bench squad. And you know when that you know when that they come in with four minutes to go, you might as well just turn it off. It's a a coin flip. Yeah. Yeah. But I took your I took your boy Trey Young to have over thirty five and a half. Points, rebounds, and assists, and he had 35. So he screwed me too. Hawks are dead to me. They're about to be dead to me. I'm about, I'm about to switch around the freaking date, Mary Kill. I'm about sick of them. Yeah, they're four and eight right now, aren't they? Yeah. They started 14 and 20 last year, though. So I'm not worried yet. I mean, not Steph worried. did drop 50 on them the other day. Yeah. Game. I mean, they've had like the toughest schedule yet. They've been on the road like eight of 10 games, and they went on the road to Utah, to Phoenix, to Golden State. So we'll figure it out. Ohio State and IU yesterday in basketball, they tried to blow their first game. I think that was I, wild. IU almost lost to Eastern Michigan. Ohio State celebrating a buzzer beater against Akron. They did. It was you kind know, of a sick buzzer beater, though. You know Akron. You know when you're about to lose to Akron, you're a bad team because John Gross, he's the past coach at Illinois, and he's the worst coach I've ever ever laid eyes on on, the, on a basketball court. And to, to know that Akron was within – they were about to win the game. Makes me not worry about Ohio State the rest of the year. Illinois will demolish them. You heard it here first. Yeah. So, so this week in my life is is a big one. Always uh, being from Chattanooga area, Georgia, Tennessee this weekend. Um, as a kid, I dreaded this week because it, it was torture. If if Georgia lost this game, it was complete torture for my eight year old self who could not handle losing anything, board games, cards, a race, didn't matter. And if somebody popped off, we were fighting right there. So <laughs> I always dreaded this game. Since I've been to college, it's it's gone down a little bit because I hadn't had to be around it. But now I'm back home for the game for the first time in years. So where are you going to be? You're going to be in a recliner just sitting there watching? Yeah. Actually, no, I know you. You ain't going to be in a recliner. You'll be – Standing up, <laughs> hands on knees in front of the TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I still got a taste of how I watch the games. Um, it's not very loud. It's more just nervous, kind of locked it in. Yeah, you uh, lock it in. 
No, I'll be I'll be on the couch. Ice cold Dr. Pepper. I made a I made a pact with myself probably six years ago that I would never step foot in Knoxville, Tennessee for a football game. And I got offered tickets, but it's just not gonna happen. I mean, I'm I'm true to my word, man of integrity, and I will never go watch a football game there. Well, games like that, like maybe it's just me, but I feel like nervous games for me, I'd rather be at home, comfortable watching it in my house. Because if I'm there and it's starting to go downhill, it's just bad news. I'll be in a horrible mood. It's just easier to be at home and enjoy it on your couch. It's just. Well, when when Jordan's playing at home, it's a little better because there's there's 100,000 of your friends there with you. So. They're feeling the same things you are. If you go to Knoxville and it happens, I can't. I don't even want to imagine what that would be like. That's yeah, like a nightmare situation. I don't have much of a football allegiance, so you kind of turned me on to the to the dogs this year. So whenever they're playing, I'm cheering for them. Because Illinois is basically not even a football team. They might as well put a bunch of toddlers out there to play. They can't take that nine OT game away from them though, ever. Never that one. Well, here's the thing. Legitimately, this is what's crazy. And I'm going to say this and everybody's going to be like, well, they didn't win, but they lost by six to Purdue and should have beaten them. And they lost a close game to Maryland and should have beaten them, which would have given them, they'd be like five and one in the big 10. And they would, if they went like win the next couple of games, they would have been playing Ohio state in the big 10 championship game, which is so sad that that just shows you how bad, the like middle to bottom of the Big Ten. Well, no, really well, the top from the side. Down. What division are they in in the Big Ten? They're uh, the should be the West, right? Yeah. The West, yeah. The West is terrible. No, yeah, yeah they are future. in the West. Yeah, yeah it's not good. <laughs> All the good Purdue's, teams. <laughs> Purdue's number one. I'm pretty sure Purdue is I, set to play in the Big I, Ten championship. I game. think it's Wisconsin. But I could be wrong. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Um, I wanted to freak because you we saw it on Twitter. There was a fight in the Arizona Fall League. Um, oh, oh, that's yeah. with our boys. Our, <laughs> I, on our I boys got his tower buzz. Yeah, that's what you say. You said it was part of the race team, and I haven't I haven't asked anybody about it. Have you? Uh, yeah, I text Curtis. I'm pulling up his text right now. Sure. Did you see the guy that I think the guy that charged? It was is Smith and Jigba. The, yeah, his brother is receiver at Ohio State. Yeah, see, I didn't know that until the other I day. I didn't either. Because whenever I saw the video, everybody was like, dude, is he related to the Ohio State guy? Yeah, I scrolled the comments and I was on like, Because I, I knew I knew that name, and I was like, oh, he must be a top prospect. Yeah. And so I start scrolling, and I'm like, oh, that's why I know that name. Yeah, they. that's a solid gene pool there. Yeah, that guy was in the Jameson Italian trade. Uh, okay. Yeah. So he came from the Yanks. Yeah, I text Curtis, and I said, brawl, huh? And he said, yeah, brutal, ha, 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 ha. I said, you throw any punches? He goes, no, nah, I wasn't really in it. <laughs> but then I watched the video and you see like everything happen. And all of a sudden you just see Chuzar from left field, just trotting <laughs> in, not doing anything. Just, just slowly trotting in. So Bro, the, the pitcher kind of wore it. Yeah. He, no, he did wear it. He, he let just, him come and just he tackle just him. sat there and waited for the guy to run 60 feet at him. And just like, I oh, ain't going to do nothing. And he didn't even square up really. Yeah. No. I mean, I mean, I never am going to sit here and, encourage a fight to happen but if if somebody's running at me or something like that i'm at least putting my hand on my little paws up to fight back well i think i think the strategy is as a pitcher if somebody's charging you full speed like that clip you have to just take out the legs yeah yeah take out the legs get them to the ground and then you're you're back at it uh if you 
guys charging full speed at you is kind of like 10,000 rats trying to stop a line. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly I mean, what I was thinking. If you, throw, call a, that. if you throw a punch, it better connect when the guy's yeah, running. So you might as well, I think your safest bet is getting to the ground and then anything can happen from there. Yeah. Hundred percent. I I can agree with you. Well, speaking of fights, we might as well talk about. Oh, you weren't there for it with Charleston. We didn't get in a fight, but we were playing uh, the South. No, not South Bend. Why did I say that? It was the Cubs, but it was the Myrtle Beach uh, Pelicans, which is part of the Cubs yeah. um, organization. And we had uh, Oslavis Basabe hitting, and they threw a ball in at him. He got out of the way. No big deal. Next pitch, like at his head. Probably wasn't meant to be. I think the dude was already a little erratic, but yeah. Second time, and Basale kind of like he didn't start charging him, but took a few steps. Like, I mean, you know, the batter's box, the front of the batter's box. He's he walked a little bit past the batter's box and looking at him like, like what, like what the f- are you doing? And um, their catcher pops up and like got in his face, and we all like. <laughs> The Charleston River Dogs were ready to go. <laughs> Everybody was out of the dugout in like milliseconds. And the whole Myrtle Beach team in the field was just staying at their positions. And everybody in their dugout was on the bench. None of their team moved. And no joke, we didn't have a single guy still in the dugout. And we're screaming at their – well, we already didn't get along with their catcher in the first place. We He rubbed us all the wrong way. But um, – yeah, that was crazy. That's the closest I've ever been to being in a brawl. And it was more just a yelling contest and because we were mad that they were throwing at our guys. And yeah, the dude just very well could have just not had any control and not thrown at him at all. We always had some excitement with the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. Not yeah, necessarily, we not necessarily like fight like stuff, but just something funny always seemed to happen. Yeah, I remember the first game when we played there. The first game, it was like the seventh inning, and it rained for like Seven Dude, that place tops. was the most brutal place to play because, I mean, it was raining every day. Like, it was raining every day. There was no if ands, or buts. It was raining, and it was whether or not it was going to rain and the game was going to get canceled. Like, I was never – I felt like I was never prepared to play. I mean, that sounds bad, but, like, when it's raining and you're 20 minutes before a game, you're not locked in. I mean, everybody's just like – The first game, it rained for, like, seven minutes, and we went to the <laughs> dugout, sat there, and then it was gone. We were like, all right, well, it's time to roll it back. So the coaches meet at home plate, and the guy, the guy from Myrtle Beach, who's like a legend, like the, the he's the coach in Bull Durham. Like yeah, Bull Durham, yeah. Him. And he comes out, he kind of pats the ground. He's like, I don't think we're going to play it. And our coach was like, okay, we were up like nine to one. Yeah, we were we were up like – I think it was like 11 to two or something like that. And we Blake, were smacking Blake, him. Blake was like, okay, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> That was I forgot. That's funny. Yeah, he was just like, "No, nah, we don't want to play." Because because the grounds crew guy came over first and was and told Blake he was like, "Hey, like the field's good, but like he don't want to play." Like, and Blake was like, "I mean, we don't have. To, I mean, we're beating them eleven to two. We'll take the win. Like, we're not yeah. going to sit here. Like, that's that's dumb. We should just finish the last two innings." But I think they were just trying to save their pitchers. Like, yeah. and he was just like, all right, like, we're getting demolished. And yeah, big time feel from him, though, because we were all, I mean, that's I mean, time. yeah, pack it in. Uh, shout out to the club in Myrtle Beach, though. Oh, Susan, beast. Susan animal. Beast. Animal. Yeah, we had the taco bar lined up on Friday. Oh, yeah. Had all the snacks. He, that was the closest thing to a big league spread we had this year. 
Yeah, no big. Yeah, yeah. After <laughs> listening to Reed, it was. Yeah, you'll hear about big league spreads in a little bit, but that was the next, a close. The next two had. episodes, actually. Yeah, the next two. Locking in some big time guests coming on. Yeah, yeah, we got them firing. Uh, we're we're making moves on this podcast. We're searching. Oh yeah, we're hitting our peak. We're we're already number one in the world, but you know what? You can always go up from there. So. All right. Well, I guess we mentioned it. We won't tease it anymore. We'll uh, we'll get you to read. Hope you enjoy it. Again, don't be afraid to like, subscribe, share, whatever you have to do. Just takes one click. Uh, Follow us on Instagram at uh, Diamonds in the Rough Pod. Um, Cole, what are we on Twitter? It's like Diamonds in the Rough. I, I constantly retweet it too. So yeah, it's, so do I. We're, we're Shook's giving us some some popping reels to post lately. Oh yeah, he's he's all over it. Also he's, on on TikTok, we're diamonds in the rough pod as well. Get us get us popping on TikTok as well. Have you been posting on that the reels? Yeah, I've been posting, but it, I mean, oh, we I get way TikTok more on there. we get way more on Instagram than we do on TikTok. But it just takes yeah, one to blow up. Just yeah, takes that's one. All we need. That's all we need. All right. Well, uh, we will see y'all again on Monday. Hope you enjoy the interview. So today we got a special guest on. We got Los Angeles Angels pitcher Reed Detmers. Uh, can't even call him a prospect anymore. He survived the prospect status. What's up, fellas? Just hanging out, chilling. Uh, hope everything's going well. And yeah, I mean, I'm just down here in Jupiter, um, just working out and just golfing every day, pretty much. And you're in Jupiter, Florida. Yeah, um, I moved down here this off season. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, I love it down here. It's a lot Heck better yeah. in Illinois. You have family down there or what? No, I actually, uh, my girlfriend and I just moved down here. Um, we're just hanging out. I've got a couple of buddies down here with the Angels, so we're just hanging out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's a lot better down here. It's warm weather than – a lot better than Illinois. I talked to my parents today, and it was like 45 degrees. They're like, yeah, screw that. Yeah, Yeah, I came from I came from my brother's wedding, and it was up in Chicago, and – it's been – I'm in Indiana. It's been chilly here, so I feel you on that. You didn't want to move to Arizona? You guys spring training facilities right there. Yeah, I mean, I like Arizona, but I only like it for a couple months at a time. It's it's too much for me. It, it gets way too hot. Uh, I'm more of a water guy. I'm not big on the desert. But, I mean, Arizona's nice, but I like Florida a lot more. You got your show pad in Jupiter or what? No, no. I just got an apartment right now. Uh, we, we'll get there, huh? <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll just crank this up. Um, you went to Louisville, and Schnelly was committed to Louisville. Did y'all meet each other on, on any visits or anything? Yeah. Yeah, I think we went to, a, like, a – they do, like, a camp every year, and they have, like, three different sessions, and then they ask all the commits to come to, like, one of them, and they do, like, a little scrimmage and stuff. And I remember um, – he pitched in one of the scrimmages. I'm pretty sure. I don't. I don't know if it was one or two innings, but struck every guy, everybody, every single person he faced out. And I was just like, "This dude is legit." I didn't face him. Thank God. Lefty on lefty would have been brutal. But but yeah, it was impressive. So yeah, we met each other a couple times. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I think uh, you came on the official visit, right? Your senior yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. We always show guys around senior year. Um, everybody comes on the official, obviously, you know that. But uh, yeah, I, I remember you guys just 
You guys we got after it. You guys, you guys <laughs> got after it, all right. No, not Schnelly. <laughs> now we, uh, yeah, everybody came down and Louisville had everything happen with the basketball team. So, like, for our, for our official, we had to, like, just hang out during the day, and then they put us up in a hotel, like, no joke, 30 minutes off campus. So, yeah, it, was, it was a yeah, hike. We hung out with um, – they showed us around campus and stuff. The freshmen did. And then they sent us with some of the older guys and we went and hang out, hung out with the older guys for a little bit. And then uh, we had a, a curfew. And so all the freshmen had to pick us up and take us back to the hotel. And I remember uh, one of the guys, we got after a little bit and we were in uh, one of the freshmen's cars and he was not doing too well. And puked all over the floor it was <laughs> and I was in the front seat I was like oh god this is not happening and I was like all right we're already starting we're starting bad would y'all so, have like an inner squad the next day or something that everybody had to be at no uh so when did you guys come October or something yeah, it was October. There? so yeah. it was that was after all the scrimmages um I think you guys went to a football game yeah. or a basketball game I think we went to I think when we first got there, we went to a basketball game. Maybe, no, I think we went to a football game. I think we went to a football game. I'm not sure, though. Yeah, but that, that was crazy. I remember – I think my roommate took you back or took one of you guys back, and that was the car that you guys – he puked in. So, that uh, – <laughs> oh, no, no, no shot. I remember Zach Britton looked at me, and he was like, I hope you guys know when you get here, this is not how it's going to go. Like, this is not cool. <laughs> And yeah. I was just like, dude, I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm not doing anything. And he was like, you're, you're a leader in this class. He goes, you can't let this shit happen. I was like, bro, like, I'm, I'm just trying to enjoy myself too. Like, we'll, I'll get it figured out. We're good. We had to walk the guy who threw up out or because Coach Mack and them were there. And yeah, so the coach, coach was sitting in the lobby. Yeah. And so we had to walk him up and around. I had to walk him up the stairs and then come back down, shake their hands and head up to my room. It was yeah, it was funny. It's a good story now, but we all thought we were gonna get our asses chewed when we get the next day. <laughs> we showed up to the field. We're just like waiting for like Coach Mack and all of them to like yell at us or something. But it, no one ever said anything, so I guess they didn't really care. Dude, official visits always go like there's just there's one or two ways they can go. I don't know about you, Reed, but I was always down to host because they'd slip you like a hundred bucks for each kid. Oh, yeah. It was for awesome. Sure. And then some kids you get, and they'd be like, nah, I don't really want to go out. I'll just go to the tax piece. I'm like, yeah, let's do it, man. <laughs> get you a big Zach snack. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Coach Mack, uh, he was our he was me and Reed's coach in uh, – well, obviously he coached Reed at Louisville, but he was also our coach on U.S. How does he roll into the field every day? What's How does that? he roll into the field every day? He said he's got his bug. And oh. <laughs> First off, he rolls up in his wife's uh, beat. Like, what are those like little bug cars yeah, called? Punch bugs. Yeah, he rolls up with one of those. It's a bright red one. Um, and then he comes in with his headphones in, with his hat backwards, and he's always on the phone or listening to music or something with his head bobbing. Just straight Jay chilling. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And if you if you drive by, he'll just give you a head nod and keep on walking. That's hilarious. I felt as the college coach one one, just the head nod, it, not too oh, deep yeah. in conversation. Just hey man. No, he's just living the life. He's got made. Speaking of that USA trip, let's talk about it a little bit. So we uh, our year we played Cuba at home, 
and then we went to Taiwan and to Japan. And while we were playing Cuba at home, it was awesome. You know, we had the, the 4th of July tour. We're playing in Durham, playing Sick. Charlotte. Yeah, packed out crowds. We're like, this is awesome. We're getting cool stuff. And then it's like, all right, let's go play Taiwan. We hop on a 13-hour plane ride. I'm in the middle seat, dude. I, I'm in a middle seat for 13 hours. My hips were jacked for a week after we oh, yeah. And then we are just roughing it in Taiwan. Where we that was the worst plane ride I've ever been a part of. <laughs> we were straight roughing it in Taiwan. So let's talk a little bit about that. What, what do we eat in Taiwan, Reed? We have McDonald's for every freaking meal and every, meal. every day. Every day. Well, I remember rolling up to the, the breakfast spread in the hotel the first day. And I was, like, I was like, what is this? I, I couldn't name like one food that was sitting there. <laughs> I, was, I was like, no, this ain't going to work. This ain't going to work. <laughs> there's a McDonald's. He's had to go up and they didn't speak. Like, obviously, they didn't speak English. So you're just kind of like using fingers. You're like, one Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Big Mac? You're like, yeah, Big Mac. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so eventually you get your order, but. Yeah, you, you, have to like, you have to like point to like what you want and, the, and mm-hmm. it was a shit show it was crazy i remember i was in your room that night and we were we found that domino's remember it was like four, oh. miles, four miles out and we were like we gotta go that was we're the walking. sketchiest walk ever <laughs> we're walking through the middle of taiwan getting domino's it's it starts raining on the way back lordy there's like ammo buildings like we're walking down these like they're walking down these streets and there's like stores loaded with ammo. It's unreal. This sounds like a minor league. Uh, this sounds yeah. like a minor league experience. And I no. swear, I swear to you, Taiwan's like the moped capital of the world. I ain't never seen so many mopeds in my life. It was crazy. And well, you would have fit right in. Yeah, I know. Me and my moped in college, just whipping yeah. it. Oh, um, but then, so then we go over to Japan, and it, it was a really cool experience, just because we're playing a five game series against Japan in their country. It's loud. There's bands playing. There's dancers. Like. It's, it's a wild baseball experience. But what I tell everybody is the tough part was we played in five different stadiums. So we'd play, hop on a plane, go to a different place, stay, you know, sleep a couple hours, get up, go to the field, play, hop on another plane. That that was brutal, wasn't it, Reed? No, it was terrible. You're, you're playing for four hours, driving two hours to another airport, hopping on a plane for another hour, an hour and a half, and just repeat that every – Every day, it's, it was unreal, unreal. It would wear you down. They were good. Like and we, man, it was oh, really they good. Were, they were so good. And then Great. we ended. We started at the very bottom of Japan and worked our way all the way up to mm-hmm. the top to Tokyo. Yeah. And by the time you got to Tokyo, you were just exhausted, wore out. And that was, I mean, that was the sickest part about it was playing in Tokyo, all the fans mm-hmm. and everything. And then they're starting pitcher through three of the five games against us. <laughs> shut us out three times. It was unbelievable. We heard he was like 94, 95. He was like 90, 92 the first two games on game one and game three. And then game five, he comes out busting 95s. I've never He's seen anything like games in my life. Hey, tell them what we did to him, though, Reed. Me and you. What's that? The combined no-no game three. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Yeah, we had him going. Where was it at? I can't remember that. Play. I can't remember what that was called. I don't remember what city we were at. It was a sick stadium, though. It was. It was. Yeah. So, me and Reed did our part. Oh, yeah. That's all you can do. That's all we can do. So, then – so, we're, we're gassed. We're wore out. Um, it's, we're at, we think we're going home the next day, and we're pumped. Man, I, I remember Tanner Allen. He's, dude, he was miserable. Miserable. He's listening to Justin Moore every day. Just like, 
cradled up in his room with his hood on. I'm like, what you listen to? He's like, Justin Moore, man, this ain't home. <laughs> <laughs> and so we think we're leaving the next day. And they're like, oh, no, we have a built-in off day just in case it rained. So we just had an off day there. We weren't even playing. We were like, dude, man, screw this. But it turned out to be like the funnest day we had there. Oh, yeah. It was sick. I mean, I would definitely go back if I had the chance yeah. just to visit. I don't know if I would like to play every day like that again. Right. But I would definitely go back and visit. No, absolutely. That was because that was a sick day. We didn't have really any responsibilities or anything. We got to walk around Tokyo, rode that roller coaster right downtown. Oh, yeah. Uh, went to the Tokyo Dome. That place was yeah. sick. The, we went to the Baseball Hall of Fame there. Yeah, it was sweet. That day was cool. Um, that is definitely, if I go back to Japan, it'll be on vacation. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, Reed, let's get into this year. So, obviously, you kind of had a path like I did where we were drafted, had the weird year, all sight, all that stuff. Um, so, then we started our first full season. Did you kind of have a, an idea where you were going to start the year after the alt site? Um, yeah, so spring training happened in the alt site or the extended alt site. Um, and then they kind of just told me I was going to go anywhere from double A to triple A. I wasn't sure. I wasn't right, sure. Right, because you went to big league camp. Yeah. 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 And then so after big league camp, it was the alt site they said mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. And then so we're like, we're playing the D-backs every day. It was, it was crazy. Like every day we're playing the D-backs. Like I'm starting every five days. I faced them probably six or seven times and just getting shelled, <laughs> just getting shelled. Yeah, classic. Anyways, like, I mean, it comes down to like a week, week and a half left of the offsite. And they're like, Hey, we're going to either send you a double or triple. I'm like, all right, sick. It, like a week passes, a week and a half passes, like literally the last day. They say, hey, you're going to double your flights tomorrow morning. I was like, all right, sick. Like, how, how do I get there? That's classic. That's that's yeah. typical. Uh-huh. So, like, where, where are you staying? You have to find a place in those yeah, so four hours or what? So, I flew out that next morning. I had to find a place. Luckily, there was a place on Zillow uh, that a buddy of mine found the night before, just, like, randomly looking just in case we did have to go. Um, so we found a place on Zillow, um, a sick place. It was literally the only place in the town, a small town in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, the only place available was a townhouse and we got so lucky. It was, everybody else was searching for places like two months into the season. It was, it was crazy, but we got, we got super lucky. Yeah. You 24 hour notice. Can't beat that. Yeah. Um, so rocket city trash pandas. Oh, yeah. Greatest, greatest uh, minor league baseball team. We decided that has to be number one. Yeah, I no, think we're, yeah. we're going to do a March Madness bracket. That's that's a one seed. For, yeah, it has to be for, for minor league baseball names. No, that was probably the sickest place I've ever played in my like the minor league places I played at. Just playing. We had, I mean, we had seven to eight thousand fans every night. That's sick. Yeah, it sounds and, like Charleston. We had real good, real good crowds in Charleston. Yeah, Is there a is there a story behind the trash pandas? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah. So, so how much time do you spend there? Like a couple months? Yeah, I spent two months, I think. And then you get called up to Salt Lake. Yeah. How the bees, that? right? It's the bees. Salt Lake bees. So, so once you make that jump, are you kind of aware like what their plan for you is? Um, I mean, at the time I would like to say I was, but 
No, I yeah. have no clue. Um, yeah. I mean, I kind of had an idea just from like talking to like my the coaches and stuff like that, my agents, but no, I had no clue. Um, nobody really know, knew what was going on with everything going on in our organization, uh, all the people going up and down. So at that time, I just knew I was getting called up. Um, and I happened to be there for a week and then got called up to the pigs, which was pretty sick. But I mean, yeah, it was. I'd say so. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> That's where yeah, I got right. called up to the pigs. No biggie. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. It's, I mean, it's completely different. Um, playing in Salt Lake, the ball flies. I mean, it, it's crazy. There was nine, there was a ball that was hitting 91 miles an hour and it got out. <laughs> that and, sounds like my kind of part. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. and no then joke. planning like we went to we flew to albuquerque new mexico i've never been to new mexico it was i mean it was it was just different it, mm-hmm. the ball flew there too it's crazy so in triple a uh you guys take uh flights yeah so we flew on i think it was tuesdays flew on tuesday nights we always had uh they always had uh night flights so we'd fly during the night so we'd have all day during that day to do whatever so go golfing in the morning and then head to the field get all pack all the stuff and then catch the flight nice that's pretty sick yeah i didn't know that that is that is sick so let's get to it i mean how did you find out about the call so i was supposed to i was starting on friday in albuquerque i got a call at 1 a.m that morning from my manager and it's like, Hey, uh, you might, you might get called up. You might not. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, he's like, depending on what Shohei wants to do and all this stuff like going on, cause he's hit, he was hitting and pitching at the time or he did all year, but he didn't know if he was going to be able to pitch. He's like, so just depending on him, you might get called up and make your debut on Saturday. I was like, all right. And then I wake up. nonchalant. No, like nah, don't even was, say I, you woke up, bro. Ain't no way you slept. No, I didn't. I didn't go back to bed. My, my heart <laughs> was racing. I called my parents immediately. It's like it was like I don't know, four a.m. there, back where my parents were. They answered the phone. They're like, "What's going? What's what's happening?" I'm like, "Well, I just got a call saying I might get called up. I might not. So I don't really know what's going on." <laughs> and then the next get the next day comes, and then like we go to the field. I get warmed up playing catch and everything. And he's like, "Hey, you're not. You're obviously you're not starting today. Like you're getting called up." I was like, "All right, let's let's go." So the, within the next hour and a half, I was on a flight to LA. You find commercial or what? <laughs> yeah, nice. But it is nice though. It is one nice. last time. One oh, last yeah. time. <laughs> For all time's sake, commercial. Yeah. They said you get a middle seat too. <laughs> you get to be a slum for one more day. So. So you, you fly to L.A. and how – I mean, what do you do then? Yeah, I mean, got off the – I uh, when I landed, there was somebody there to pick me up. They brought me to a hotel. Um, I had no clue what was, like, going on. Like, I just knew I, I was starting the next day. And I wake up the next morning, and I was like, I don't even know what time I have to be at the field. And so they finally text me, like, <laughs> two hours before I have to be there. And I was like, all right. And then my family's like coming in, Every, everybody's coming in. And like, so that was pretty stressful getting my family there and everything. But I mean, it was, it was a crazy experience, but 
It was awesome. That's insane. So you just, you just roll up in the locker room with Trout and Shohei and all those guys. What, what does that feel like? It's weird at first. Just being in the same locker room as Trout and Shohei and Rendon and all these other guys, Dexter Fowler. And then, I don't know, they're just all coming up to you, shaking your hand, saying congrats, and then they're just going about their business. And then, I mean, one, obviously the longer you're there, like the more you get you get to know them a little bit and get to talking to them and pick their brains. And they're, they're good dudes. They're really good dudes. All right. Yeah, yeah, so – no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to ask, like, along with that, how long did it take you to feel like you, like, really belong there, like you weren't just visiting? I mean, I – I mean, I'm still trying to get used to it. Yeah, uh, I'd say so. I mean, it. I don't know. It's hard. Like, you're there, but it doesn't feel like you should be there. Like, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I don't know. Um, and I know it, my first, like, three or four starts, well, I, I only had five starts. I I was out with COVID for a month and a half. But, uh, but not, like, all my starts felt like I was pitching, like, 10 innings at a time. Like, it was so stressful. Like, the next day I was drained. But, like, every start that didn't feel like anything different, like, than what I felt like in double-A or triple-A. But it was – it's, it's hard to explain, to be honest with you. Like, yeah, you're just, you're just drained. And, like, it doesn't really sink in that you're pitching in the big leagues. Yeah, so you show up first day, you're starting – what does the day look like? How are you preparing? Uh, how are you mentally trying to get locked in? You're thinking, all right, I'm about to pitch in front of, I mean, thousands and thousands of people on the biggest stage. I'm, this is a childhood, like childhood dream, obviously. Uh, all, all these things going through your mind. How are you trying to stay locked in? Um, what's your routine? Like, how'd you go about it? Yeah, I mean, I show up to the field. Um, and I got, I got there pretty late um just because i didn't want to sit be sitting around forever like just stressing so i got there probably three hours before the game um maybe yeah three hours before the game and i kind of just sat in my chair for a little bit in front of my locker and just kind of started thinking a little bit like trying to figure out like what i'm going to do like how i'm going to prepare and then, like, my, my head was spinning the whole time. Like, I had no clue what was going on. I couldn't think of what I was supposed to do. And then I finally just got up and went to the weight room, did my, like, routine about an hour and a half before the game starts. I always do this r- routine of stretching and stuff like that, just getting loose, getting warm. And then once I got going, I was fine. Um, obviously, you, you guys know that. Once you get going, you usually forget about everything. Yeah. And then – I mean, once I started putting my jersey on, I just, my heart just started racing. And then I walked out onto the field and like just seeing how big the state, seeing how big the stadium was, you're like, holy shit. What am I, what am I, what am I doing? I bet. That's, and then, go ahead. One, I mean, then once you throw your, once you're getting like in your bullpen and stuff, you're fine. But like before the game, it was, it was a, my head was spinning. I don't really, I don't even remember really anything. That's what's crazy. Cause like as competitors, like I'm sure you knew you belonged like talent wise and, and being able to pitch, but then you walk, you walk through the dugout and you see all that and you're like, dude, it's, it's actually here. Yeah. It's, it's, it's real. 
Yeah. And then you're, you get on the mound and like you're shaking, like you're trying to stay calm and your legs are shaking, your hands are shaking. You're like, well, shit, they're going to call Bach on me. I'm not even trying to do anything. <laughs> so See, no scouting report, nothing? Like did you meet with the catcher before or just during the yeah. I, I mean, I met with them. I don't remember anything. So I was yeah. just going out there and just pretty much throwing whatever they put down. Did you shake him once? No, not the first time. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, hey man, this is your game, huh? Yeah, but you're, you're calling this one because I have no clue about any of these hitters. Well, I can imagine you talking about like being in the same room with all those guys and just me thinking about it. Like you walk in, and I feel like if I was around those guys, I'd be like, I'd feel so much younger. Like you're you're what 23? Are you 20, 23, 24? 22. 20, yeah, so yeah, you're 22 years old, and you got guys like Rendon, Trout, Shohei, all right there. And I mean, even though they're not that much older than you, I feel like they just because we've looked up to them for so long, they like like bigger than life. Like they seem older than what they are. And so you're like, oh my gosh, like. I mean, I'm I'm here playing with these guys, and I feel like I would feel like I'm a kid here. If I'm like that'd be next year making my debut, I'd be like I'm a kid playing with all these grown men. Like I look at myself compared to Mike Trout, and I'm like, got a long way to go. <laughs> I need to put on some some LBs. That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, that, that's a big old dude. That's crazy though. So I want to get into this because. Last year at the alternate site, we were able to go to the Padres games, like, and we were the only ones in the stadium. Right. We were. We went on like the last day of a homestand one time, and as I was walking out, the bus had pulled up to take them to the airport. They were going to pack up their stuff, go straight to the airport, and they had probably four tables lined up, uh, three big like six foot coolers with every snack you could possibly imagine. You had one cooler full of water, obviously, one full of beer, one full of whatever else you wanted. Is that that hold true for pretty much all the road trips? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's anything you want. Like, you want steak, here's steak. You want sushi, here's sushi. You want lobster, here's lobster. It's unreal. Like, anything you, you want, they have. And if they don't have it, they'll go get it. What was the go-to meal for you? Like, what are you saying? Yeah, I want this. I mean, I, it's hard for me to turn down steak. Every time I saw steak, I had to get it. So, I mean, I probably ate way too much steak that was, that was healthy for me. And I probably ate a very unhealthy amount of steak. But, I mean, if it's there, I'm going to eat it. So, would y'all get stuff like catered after the game, like big spreads or what? Yeah, so you show up to the field and there's a meal there waiting for you. Um, and then there's another meal after BP right before the game. Um, and then right after the game, that's like the – big meal and that's just like, like a big buffet like pretty much whatever you want you there it's there yeah ain't no arby's huh <laughs> no not arby's but <laughs> but i mean they i mean yeah they got a cooler full of beer a cooler full of gatorade water like every, like protein you're shake. living the life is what you're telling me you're living the life you get to play kids game at the highest level you're getting paid pretty well to do it and you get to pretty much eat and drink whatever you want. Pretty much. You just got, yeah. Find me is there like, is there like a seniority type thing? Like who's popping beer before the game? Like, no way you're not. Right. Before the game. Yeah. We didn't have anybody popping beer before the game. Like no pitchers that aren't throwing or anything. No, no. 
Um, I mean, after the game, we honestly didn't have a whole lot of people that drank. Um, but the, I mean, there was definitely a few people that would throw down some beers after the game. Um, but all the rookies would have to carry like the bag full of the full of the beer um, on the like on the road trips, like on the getaway days. All the rookies would have to have the coolers full of beer um, for the plane rides or bus rides or whatever it was. And then we just have to hand them out. So like whoever wanted a beer would say, hey, I need a beer. You, 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 you give them a beer. <laughs> if you don't give them a beer, then you're going to get in trouble. So, I mean, is that the worst thing you have to do as a rookie? Because I, I talked to Weathers and he, he went through it a little bit. Uh, that was the worst thing I had to do. Um, I know a couple guys had to sing. Um, okay. Had to answer some questions, stuff like that. Um, I never had to do that so far. I mean, probably have to next year. Yeah, I guess so you better knock on some wood right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, nothing too crazy. Um, if they didn't like you, if they didn't like what you're singing or you're bad or whatever, like your the questions you're answering, they would send you to the banyo. You have to go to the bathroom, sit in there for however long they said. At times, there'd be six guys stacked in there. It's was, it was crazy. <laughs> so what's what's the plane look like? What are we flying on? Uh, I mean, it kind of just depends. Um, I mean, we have the big plane, the sleeper plane, like one of the planes that we flew on to uh, to Japan. Um, yeah. And it's like the whole front, just like bed. It's just beds. Um, and there's like TVs and stuff, so you can like lay down, take a nap. Um, and then, like the other plane we would use, or was just like a regular plane, um, just yeah. the two two aisles or two lanes, and whatever, whatever, how many seats it is, three on each side or whatever. Everybody get their own row, or you got to buddy up. Uh, the smaller plane, you the rookies had to buddy up, um, and kind of just depends who, who's all traveling. If we don't have like a lot a lot of guys coming. Uh, everybody gets their own row, um, but if we have a full house, and then you pretty much have to buddy up. Yeah, getting into like, well, I guess you were minor league and big leagues, but you play 100 and I mean, between the two, probably 140, 162 games. We'll say 162 games. You're a big league, so we'll say 162 games. Uh, how do you keep your arm healthy throughout the year? Like, what are you doing? Um, to stay healthy, make sure you're, you're on the field for each each outing and you're not overdoing it and you're you're staying healthy? Yeah, um, I mean, that can be difficult at times. Um, for me, it's getting in the weight room, doing my stuff in there, because if I'm not in the weight room, then my body just feels terrible. And, I mean, you guys probably know that. Um, but, I mean, pro you probably, being a position player, it probably feels better when you're not in the weight room. Yeah, but, the less we do for, is because every day, game, yeah. game, game. But for, for pitchers, for me specifically, just the more I'm in the weight room, the better I feel. And the, I mean, every day after I get done throwing, I get treatment. Um, I'm always getting soft tissue done or something like that, just to flush everything out, make my arm feel better. Um, I mean, because after, I mean, I don't even know, after like 10 starts, your arm starts to feel it. Um, especially after a shortened season if you're, or if you aren't used to it. coming out of college. I mean, I had like, I want to say 18 starts a year and that was, that was pushing it in college. So like coming out and throwing 
20 starts, that's, that's a big difference. So, yeah. I mean, just treatment and stuff like that. Yeah. Awesome. You have, I mean, have you even figured out your routine? Like you said, you missed a month with COVID. So like going for five days, pretty much a majority of the time, have you figured out the weight room routine that feels best? Yeah. Still I mean, I would usually do like the day after I'd run and do legs. Um, day two, I'd do upper body. And then I'll take a, I'll take a day off. And then I'll, I'll, uh, what was that day three now? Day three, I'd take off and throw a bullpen that day. And then day four, I'll do total body. And then day five, I'm going. Nice. Or some, somewhere along that line. But How important would you say – I mean, you talk to any big leaguer, you talk to anybody that plays at the highest level, and you say, like, what's the difference between a minor leaguer and a big leaguer? They talk about consistency and they talk about routine. How important would you say that routine is? Um, to you and the success you have on your starts? Oh, it's huge. Because um, I I did get away from the routine I was doing uh, for a little bit, and I just I felt completely lost. And I, I've talked to other guys that, that I played with, and they kind of got away from theirs, and they, they just didn't know what to do. They said they felt terrible, like nothing felt good. And, like, I, I agree with that. I mean – once you get on a routine, for me at least, um, things start to click. And it's, you aren't thinking as much. Like, you do this, do this, do this, and then you go. And then, I mean, it's, it's just a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, actually, I was just talking to a lot of guys on the Georgia baseball team, and we were just talking about routine and just how important it is because, even like, for a guy like you, it doesn't matter what level you're at. If you're – if you're still on that routine, if you still got your same routine scheduled out, I mean, that plays anywhere, right? Oh, exactly. And it keeps you probably pretty locked in and not getting overwhelmed. So yeah, you just start, you just feel comfortable. It's just like one of those things, like, you know what you have to do. So you're comfortable and you're not like stressed and thinking about like, shit, like, what do I have to do to feel good, be ready and stuff like that. So it's more like a comfortability. Heck yeah. Heck Shook, yes. You got anything for him? Uh, yeah, Reed. I mean, as you reflect on kind of your first big league year, um, obviously you start out in double A with Rocket City, and then not even three months later, you're in the big leagues. Is that kind of how you had it planned? I'm, I mean, I don't know if you had a plan mapped out for your first year, but is is it everything you kind of hoped for? I mean, obviously with you debuting and, you know, getting a lot of call-ups, but kind of is that the plan that you had for yourself? Honestly, I had no clue what to expect. I was just going into the season just hoping for the best. I mean, obviously, the way it worked out is pretty awesome. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't change that for anything. But, I mean, at the time, like, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel any different. At the time, you're like, all right, I need to do this. I need to do this. And, you, like, it starts happening. You get called up to AAA. And then you're like, all right, I need to do this. I need to do this. And then you get called up again. But like looking back at it, like that was those were a lot of big steps in a short amount of time, and I don't know how I didn't really expect that at the going into the season. But I mean, everybody wants to move as quickly as possible, and that's kind of what happened. So like, I'm just I'm just grateful for it. No, that definitely takes a lot of maturity to take 
that those type of steps that quick because I mean I don't care who you are you you walk through that locker room and you're walking out on that field like that's that's gonna get to you for sure overwhelming yeah 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 I feel like it has to and Chanel we kind of dealt with this in high school with the showcase and stuff and that's how I've always imagined uh, a debut going it just feels like you're at a celebrity all-star game or something and then you kind of pick it back up the next day wake up and you do it again you're like all right this might be for real yeah it was, I mean it was crazy um so I didn't even – actually, I didn't even get to go out to dinner with my family after the game. I went the night before. Um, so, um, I think earlier I said it was after the game, but it was the night before. That right after the game, like, we took off. We we hopped on the plane and we flew to uh, – I think I think I think we flew to the Rangers' place in uh, Dallas. Um, but once <laughs> – after the game, you get on the bus and – like everything, everybody's partying. We won. Like everybody's having a good time, and then you get on the plane. You're like, "Holy crap! Like this is real. Like you're on like your your own private plane. Like living the life. Like everybody's having a good time. We got beds. Like you can sleep. You can watch whatever. And then we get there at like two a.m. or something like that, and you go straight to bed, and you wake up the next day, get your coffee, and go to the field. Like whenever, uh, probably around noon, one o'clock. And like you're just inside this another six stadium. You're like, wow, like this is the life. This is the life. That's sick. So when you show up to the airport, like I'm sure you have to go through security, but like they take you like back through hallways, you're like dodging everything, or do you even go through security? No, you don't even go to the air, actual airport. You just roll up straight onto like the private jets area. <laughs> That's so did y'all have one of those in college where you did y'all charter anywhere? Yeah, we, we chartered every, uh, I want to say like three or four times a year, maybe to just like to like the big, the big series. Right. That was We'd awesome. always charter like Virginia or Florida state or somewhere like that. It's always the sickest. So yeah. I got another question. So you played in Omaha, you've played in the big leagues, you've played in the minor leagues, you played on USA. If you could rank them all, like, Sickest experience, obviously, big lease is going to be number one. But, like, um, like full-on experience, like uh, atmosphere, stuff like that, what would you rank them? Oof. Um, I mean, big leagues, obviously, is number one. Um, I would say Omaha's up there. That place is sick. I mean, there's 35,000, 40,000 people just going crazy every, every day. And that, so I'd, I'd say that was second. And then USA. Um, and what was the other ones? The minor leagues. I yeah, figured it'd be at the bottom. Be, that's, that's definitely at the bottom. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> you kidding me, man? Uh, I appreciate y'all bringing up Omaha. It's, that's sick. You know, yeah, great experience that we had there. Um, <laughs> but – even going back to it, and you're talking about atmospheres you pitched in. What so? What all stadiums did you throw in? Yeah, so I obviously Angel Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, my second start was in Dodger Stadium. That's sick. That was that was crazy. Um, I don't even I don't even know what to say about it. Like it was just fifty thousand people just screaming at you the whole time. Like you can't. You're in the bullpen trying to warm up, and you're you're just getting cussed out the whole time. It's, you can't even think. And then like you get into, you get in the game and 
you can't hear like the people sitting next to you. Like it's so loud. Like you can't hear the, your coach talking to you, like standing right in front of you. That's insane. Yeah. That's, that's I can't even imagine. Yeah. I'm already like my, my brain already. We were playing Catan the other day <laughs> while we were rehabbing and we're trying to make deals for a bunch of different stuff. And I'm trying to talk to Cole and Caleb Sampin's yelling at me. Dylan Paulson's yelling. I'm like, guys, you got to chill out. I can only process one person talking to me. So 50,000 people yelling at me out. My brain will blow up. Yeah, you're yeah. giving people a lot of ammo right now, Snelly, when you're out there. They'll be fine. I'll be so locked in. I'm I'm firing them up. So when I get out there and I four 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 bomb backside bombs, I ain't pulling anything. Of course not. Uh, so Reed, you kind of, so your experience, you know, you kind of get called up second half of the year and you're our, I guess, were y'all still in playoff contention at the time when you when you got called up? No, not really. No. Yeah. So you kind of had that time just to kind of worry about figuring out your routine and figuring out all that stuff. So how big is that going into this year, going into the off season, you know what to expect, like, you know what you need to do. And then now you can go out and really just try to win. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. Um, just getting that experience under my belt, not really knowing what to expect. Um, I mean, it, it, it helps a lot just knowing what to expect in the future. Because uh, last year I was just kind of like just thrown in there. Not not thrown in there, but like got called up, never been there before. So you don't really know what to expect. It's completely different than everything right. else. So like just having that under my belt, um, that's going to help a lot just on the mentality side, just on the mental side. Uh, um, other than that, I mean, I don't, I don't really know. I, mean, I can imagine because I remember even in college, and I'm sure it's amplified by a lot when you get the bigs, but when you're the first couple outings, dude, you're just trying to get some outs. Like you hardly, exactly. know, you hardly know the score. You hardly know what's going on. You're just like, dude, I got to get some outs. Like you're just, you're just trying to get those first three outs. Just yeah. trying to get the first <laughs> inning. Then once you get through the first inning, you're like, all right, I can relax yeah. a little bit, but I still got to get at least twelve more outs. Cause I remember I came out of the pen my first outing, and it was I, I couldn't tell you the score, but I remember when I came, I didn't have a good outing. I remember I came out of the game with guys on base, and I'm like, dude, I'm gonna blow this game. Like I, I didn't even realize what the score was. Yeah. But, that comfort level just has to be huge yeah. knowing that going into next year. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, heck, Gary, yeah, this is a lot of fun, dude. We appreciate oh, yeah. you coming on. Um, so, when do you have a report date yet? No, I haven't heard anything. Okay. All right, man. Well, we'll be pulling for you. Um, we had Alec Thomas on a couple of days ago. We'll tell you the same thing. So, if you get to the All-Star game this year, you'll have to come on, or even the All-Star break, come on and give us an update again. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Heck yeah. Been a pleasure. Yeah. Really Thanks appreciate for having it. Me, guys. Thank you. Yeah. A lot of fun. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.